Broadcasting to South Dublin on 93.9. This is Dublin South FM. Good afternoon and welcome to a Business Eye on Dublin South FM. We've, uh, I think we've all got over Halloween already, have we, Joe? Uh, Halloween, yes, we have. We had a little, a little four-year-old last night uh, having a couple of slices of chocolate and then there was a complete sugar buzz meltdown for about an hour trying to get to bed. So yeah. I it was amazed how one piece of chocolate can set a child off and tiredness into... A, a, a craziness that sometimes you kind of wonder oh my god is that a child is that my child <laughs> is that my child is that my child yeah, we had a differently we, we, my wife bought two big bumper bags of sweets and whatever and nobody came to the door maybe our house looks too spooky I don't know do you know what, you have, do you know what it is now <laughs> nobody came the reason why you have to put something outside right. to show that you're a house for trick or treating okay. if you don't have something outside people won't pass it because you're not engaging that's what happened. That's that's what it is. Yeah. And it is a sad day as well. It's a very, very sad day today. Danny, our engineer, who is on the other side of the window, is his last show with us today. He oh is um, moving on to uh, Pastures Greener. He is going away uh, to work in uh, Spain. And Danny has been, but Danny has been my engineer uh, for probably maybe about two years or so, Danny. And he will be uh, sadly, sadly missed. So wishing Danny uh, all the best. And uh, we will see you in a couple of months. <laughs> Thanks, Danny. Thanks, Danny. <laughs> so, so with that, we have uh, one guest in, in the studio right now. We've got another guest, I think, after the break. But with us today, we have James McCormick. Uh, and you're here. You wear many hats, and you'll talk about that. But primarily, you want to talk about what this sounds amazing, Amane Heavenly Rain. Over to you. <laughs> y- yes, it is. It is actually, it sounds quite erotic, Doesn't I have it? to say. I'll let you say that. <laughs> Do you know, it, it sounds, oh my God, what is this? I need to book a holiday. Get in that yeah. holiday. But it's not. It is a sharehead. And I know James a very, very long time. James, we probably know each other. Well, let's 30, go back 30 years, 30 years yeah. 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 Wow. And we, we hadn't spoke for maybe about 20 of them. Yeah. And. Mm-hmm. Met him at, believe it or not, uh, at it was a Dublin Chamber event. That's um, right. Yeah, I thought just, James was your son, but anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. And, uh, I, I used to look after everyone involved, so I drank a lot of water. So that's why. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. You got a face so, like a cherub. Yeah. That's it. But um, yes, yeah. James has, um, as you're, you're correct, he's a man of many hats. He's um, he helps a lot of uh, startups uh, develop their product and make um, them basically get them to grow within the industry. Uh, he's come across a new product which uh, caught my eye and I'm interested to find out more. But James, before we get into the product, yourself, what drives you? What drives me? Um, I guess uh, if I have something that I can find a passion for, uh, that's when I get excited. And uh, I've been lucky enough to work in both big and small companies on uh, old brands, trying to revamp them and creating totally new ones. So what really kind of gets me out of bed in the morning is when someone has a challenge and they're trying to either get their brand from A to B or even just uh, C to D or whatever stage they are, 
um, and they are truly believe in what they do, and they're Which is passionate. Important. Yeah, if they're as passionate uh, about what they do as I am, and I can feel that passion myself, I like to help them achieve whatever dream they're after. Do you sometimes get the feeling that startups or some organisations forget how hard it is to get from A to B in this world of you know, a competitive world and so much noise out there as well. Yeah, absolutely. Look, you know, uh, if you think about uh, even the numbers, how many startups actually survive first year, three years, 10 years, the numbers drop off uh, dramatically. But one of the key things I believe is if you are out to do something for the greater good and you have the passion for it, when you start swimming against those tides, uh, you will have what it takes to uh, keep swimming. Or every time you're knocked down, you'll have the ability to pick yourself back up. And if you truly want something, yeah, bad it's laser enough, focus. you will find it's, a way. It's when everything, and that's the, the most important, is within the first three to five years, 80% of business fails. So I've said this many a time, not realising how much money it takes to get it going, yeah. not understanding um, how hard it is to get your first client and not being able to sell. Yeah. These are the thing, three things yeah. that are crucial, right? Clarity on your customer, Absolutely. marketing and selling. Yeah. They them. And what happens with a lot of people, they can't take the pressure or the uncertainty and that's where it falls. Where if you, as you said, believe, you are focused, you know what you're doing is right, when all that other stuff as you falls apart, you can still focus on that and go, I know where I'm going, I just need... Yeah. for it to happen. Yeah, it's interesting you said there, uh, one of my previous uh, chairmans in a company that I was involved with for 15 years and uh, since then he's been a very good mentor of mine and one of the things he said, and I do say it to anybody else who's uh, either setting up a new business or, or, or whatever they're doing, is that if you think you're gonna, you need 100 euros or 100,000 or 100 million, the truth of the matter is you probably need twice that. And the reason for that is that on a spreadsheet, on a vision board, on a roadmap, you've got it all nicely plotted out. But in the real world, uh, things will happen without outside your control. Uh, more recently, we were going to ship two pallets of product over Japan, uh, from Japan by sea. We took one in by air uh, for the National Plan Championships. But uh, as Japan, it's in typhoon season. They got hit by the waves and two pallets of very expensive stock was destroyed. So we had to rework and find a way of how we could get the stock in in time. What I'm really interested in, because I've, you know, I've, I've done various different things as well, and there are so many distractions out there, right? <laughs> For you, there's, so, there's probably a thousand different new businesses you could be involved with today, right? How... If there's a key message to people out there, what do you need to do to stop those distractions from preventing you being crystal focused on something that you really are passionate about? Yeah, I'll answer two, two elements to that. One is, I guess, a generic thing. I very much believe in uh, having a very clear vision and being open to the possibility of how you might get there. Uh, you need to have the right teams, the right partners. Uh, to me, when you talk about a team, it's not just people. It's anyone you talk to. It's any of those distributors, uh, any like-minded brands. So you've got to work together with your uh, team and then have a very clear roadmap 
And then what I tend to do, I guess it's an old Tony Robbins trick, is have a massive action plan. So I get every single idea in my head and everybody else's, and we throw them all on the table. Mm. And now that we've got all the clutter out of our head, mm. we're free to look at what's important and we prioritise what we're trying to do, what is the next little step we're trying to do, and just focus on that. So I think some of it is people get too distracted by this idea and that idea. Make sure when they come up, the great ideas, just put them aside and just focus on the next little step yeah, that you need to do. I think you're right. Some people go off and if they're working on something and they feel it's not right, there's two. It's it's like a parallel universe. One is they might jump on seeing a dog with a fluffy tail and running off or they have to call it to see what I'm doing is this going to work, but is it just my mind, my negativity pushing away, pushing yeah. me away from it? Yeah. There's the fine line between mm. both. And you talked about, you know, is it 10,000 or 10 euros or whatever. There's one thing I learned through running businesses and being an entrepreneur that I say to people, and it's one of the, people say, what's the best business advice you'd give? And I learned, spend wisely. That is, the, you know, when we get some cash and when we're starting off, we go build this and get this and get this thing. And then you suddenly, because it takes that long time to get the business up and running, mm-hmm. you run out of cash. So spend wisely. Is, is Have a good keynote. wife who tells you not to spend. Yeah. I'm interested, maybe ask both of you, Joe, as well. So how important is it to focus on not just clients or potential clients, but also focus on people who will endorse you and your work and also people who down the line, if you work on them now, will facilitate clients down the line. I ask because I've done a bit of that, right? And some of those facilitators and endorsers are now getting me into clients. How important is to spend some of your time on clients and on some on endorsers and facilitators? Let let me answer that uh, first. One is everything in your business is important. It's a moving machine. It's, it's, It's like a clock. Every part needs to be moving. So people that you're speaking to now, you're really what you're doing is you're nurturing that relationship for later on. So a lot of people go sales, go lead, sale, lead, sale, lead, sale. And they go, I'm not getting anywhere. They're forgetting the middle part. And the middle part is lead, defining when that person is a lead. The next part of that is trust. Yeah. building that trust yeah. and then after the trust then you have from the trust it's the love they love what you're doing they love everything about you yeah. that's it then you get into the sales and then it gets into the journey that process could take three years yeah. that process could take three hours yeah. it, it's, but it's all about just momentum moving forward and the key is not to be deluded about that and also to be patient it's tricky yeah. isn't it it's, yeah. it's just, just BB. BB. Yeah. I think, you know, one of the things as well is I always believe uh, when you're meeting people, you should always, uh, or say you run a business or retail business and a customer walks in the door, uh, you should always consider and think that it's a brain meeting a brain. And you've got to treat people as if they're intelligent and as they can help you. And when I, uh, Joe, I met you, uh, funny enough, that event after when I was in the Innovation Academy in UCD. And it was great to go back, having done the innovation in the real world, go back to learn how to do it. But if for by, you know, learn all the latest business models 
hospitals and things like that. But one of the things, that, two things that found really remarkable in the innovation centre, and it's very good advice for startups. Traditionally, startups would have done their three-year plan, their cash flow, their P&L, their balance sheet, all these beautiful numbers. And as Joe alluded to, and we all know, uh, they thought they needed 100. It was actually 200. They thought they'd sell 100%. They actually sold 5%. So what they do now is... uh, is there that you have to discover is there a problem to be solved? And how you do that is you use something called the business model canvas. Yeah. It comes from Stanford. It's a one pager where you throw all your ideas down. And before you get stuck into all that necessary work you have to do anyway, uh, it allows you to just check is, there, is this worth digging deeper? But one thing that other people look, how do ideas come to me? People usually come to me because they know whatever traits they like about my creativity or passion or stuff like that. But on the second last day of the Innovation Centre, guys I worked with 15 years ago, so it's important to be nice, came to me from Japan and said, look, we've got this great idea in Japan. Can you help us take it outside? Now, what I did there, rather than just say yes, they sent me some samples and Steve Steve Blank would say, is you've got to get out of the building and go and talk to people. And that's, it's only by talking to people that you're going to get the great ideas. We've, just one of the things that people forget, you know, and we can talk about sales and we do talk about marketing and we talk about networking. Customer, 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 customer. Before you do anything, it's, okay, let's find out what the pain point is, who is the customer, and let's sell it to them. There is the biggest fault that a lot of companies go. They go, I have a great idea, and they go build it. Customer, yeah. customer, customer. And yeah. I call that part reverse engineering. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, to me, uh, I always say that business starts with the customer and finishes with the customer. And just continuing on on the uh, uh, business model canvas. So the other thing was the IDEO process or design thinking. What that encouraged you to do was, you great you have your ideas, but go out and talk to people and do what they say, uh, unbiased observation. Just go out there. If you've got a product, give it to people. Don't say anything. Don't tell them what it is. Let them use it, touch it, feel it, try it. Take their feedback and move on from there. Go and watch the environment where they use it. If it's something that a product that's suited for the outdoors, go to the outdoors, watch other people, see what they're do, doing. Do, do you think people are frightened? I think I think there's a fear of failure, so there's a fear of doing that. Yeah. Do you know, where people, oh, it, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't it boil back to the person that yeah. has, say, how many leads have you got in your database? Oh, I have 100. Yeah. How many have you called? None. Because they're frightened if they call them. And then those people aren't leads. They have yeah. less leads in the database. Yeah. It's fear. Yeah, fear. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, when you're, I was talking about advice, uh, what's key for businesses that I'm involved in, there has to be a vision, a roadmap, but, and an action plan. But the difference that sets apart those who do and don't James, are those who that. take the first step. Hold, hold that. We're going so to take, take action. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back, folks. Your community radio for South Dublin. This is Dublin South FM. You're listening to Joe Dalton on Dublin South FM, community radio with a global audience. And welcome back to Business Eye. Uh, we are having a great discussion here, uh, as always on a Friday. But James, tell us, you were, uh, there's a new venture. It's uh, an eco sharehead I'm seeing here. Uh, please explain what it is and the purpose and benefits of it. 
Great. Well, uh, first of all, just very quickly, uh, the shower head is very innovative and it doubles the strength of any shower, yet also saves up to 35% water. We also have created eco-friendly shower tablets, which you pop in the shower head. Uh, and you use that instead of soap and shampoo. So this is coming from Japan? This is from Japan. Right. And we also, if you feel the weight of that towel there, guys, that's probably the lightest and softest towel that you've ever felt. It's like a filler. It's made by environmentally friendly uh, processes. It's five times super absorbent and it stays soft for life. So what we have, Japan, is... Very uh, environmentally friendly products, very innovative, but very simple. Okay, so I'm looking at the shower head, <laughs> which has how many holes did okay, you say? I, I think uh, the guys, uh, Simon and Joe, have the benefit of actually looking at a shower head. Yeah, so head. I'm looking at a shower head. It's very modern, yeah. it's, but the benefit of this is, and this is why it, it, it caught my attention, it increased the pressure of your shower. Yeah. And it's environmental friendly because you're using less water than yeah. normal. Yeah. So what it does is, if you imagine, for those listening on the radio, uh, if you get the shower, the, it fits onto a standard shower hose. So not a fixed wall unit, a, a standard shower Oops. hose. And at the point, you just take off your old shower head, switch this on, and it will double the strength of it. If you have a poor shower with no water pressure, uh, rural location, it'll make it an acceptable shower. Pretty okay. How does it double if the strength? How does it double the strength? Yeah, so basically what happens is, so when you attach the shower hose to the uh, the shower head, the opening or the diameter is wider here than at the top of the shower head. So when the water travels up to the handle, okay. it narrows down. But we don't uh, restrict the water more than 35% because if you have a electric shower, anything more aggressive could damage your system. So there's some water-saving showers that save up to 35%. Then looking at the head itself, from this side of the table, two feet away, I yeah. can't actually see any holes. They're exactly. so small. They're so small. Yeah. So the water basically is forced through those holes oh. at speed. What bar does it create? Yeah, so it's not necessarily what bar. So what I was saying is, whether you, it doesn't matter. These work double the strength of any shower. So if you've got an ordinary shower, it'll double it. If you've got a Triton or a Myra shower, it'll make it a super shower. It'll literally double the strength of the shower. And if you have a four-bar pump or a hotel it'll just even make it more experience, uh, but, better but, but experience. But there's the thing, it's, it's, it's not, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, it's great for the home, but it's not really, take it for hotels. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, but, you know, they're the ones <laughs> yeah, that yeah. are paying, uh, you know, through the roof for water, people are just you know, running showers yeah. all the time. Like, this is the, the saving for them. Fitness studios, you uh, know, absolutely. leisure centres. Well, so who are you selling to right yeah, now? So just touching on what uh, Joe mentioned there, because that's quite important. This was developed in Japan where... Uh, Necessity is the mother of all innovation. So where resources are very scarce, they've got to pay for the water. And uh, they had to come up with a way that find a shower head that used less water, but actually created a better experience. So for the, uh, for the showers, of course, they're going to save their money on the water use, the electric bills and uh, electricity and water. But what's really important is this creates an amazing experience. And that's what makes it a pleasant for the customer. It gets them soaking wet quicker. But I always like to say that some showers are too weak, some are too hard. Mm. But as Goldilocks says, this one is just right. <laughs> I hate 
a really bad shower. Like, I need a shower to wake me up in the morning. I hate baths. I despise them. I get. I just can't sit in a bath for too long. I've had yeah. one in four years. D- 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 um, yeah. Okay. Just let everybody know that. But what I'm getting at is, if a shower, to me, it's important, the pressure of a shower. Yeah. Really true. And that wakes me up. I agree. What about the likes of lime scale build up or whatever yeah we've had a lot of customers uh, try the product here and test it and some areas uh, in the country they have uh, hard water uh, Ireland doesn't suffer too much from the issues but uh, the water can build up so we have a little filter we supply one of these free so after doing research in Ireland we said yes some customers not many 5 or 10% might need a filter. So we included a little filter in here so that you can actually uh, prevent the shower plate, which is very clever, from getting damaged. Uh, also, you can take the shower apart and it's very easy to clean. So on the on the inside, if you take off the shower plate... I can see that you can yeah, devolve so the So the holes are bigger on one well. side. So if you want to clean it, you just flip the plate and turn, turn it, it in on, on it. And well, it's, uh, t- tell me this, J- yeah. James. Why? Why did you get involved in this product? I know that Why? you know you, okay. you see a lot of products, and you know you've you know you're you're very creative. Why this product? Why did you right. decide that this was the one that you wanted to work with? Yeah, yeah. So for, first of all, uh, anything that I, I always seem to get pulled back to water, but I love things with water, valvic and uh, which you were, d- yeah, yeah, and yeah. then doing things uh, that are good to the Aquaman, environment. We call yeah, it, yeah, good, good, good to the environment. <laughs> but I, when I felt the product, it's got that quality feel. And it's got the uh, quality experience, but it's got value to offer. And when I looked at the name itself, it was almost the, the seal and the deal. When you take those Japanese characters and spell it, the Japanese name using English characters, it spells out A-M-A-N-E, Amane. But the translation of Amane means heavenly rain. And that heavenly rain actually explains what a wonderful experience this is. Now, what you've noticed is these showers, these uh, holes here, not only speed up the water, but they also split it so that you really get soaking wet quicker. So just like you want, if you're making a, have a telephone, you largely speaking wanted to make a telephone call. Well, if you have it, most showers, you could almost dodge underneath the raindrops. Mm. Because the uh, holes are so small on this and it spreads the water so fast, and so fine you get soaking wet okay question I'm going to ask you now sure okay going back in the first part of the break we talked about customer needs you know solving that problem having that issue and then going to market what was the concerns that made this approachable for you that right and the research that you did it kind of went okay I want this what were people asking for yeah. So when I ask, and we've asked a lot of people uh, what they want, ask them about how, how they feel about the current shower. And I spoke to a lot of people in the National Plan, hundreds of people in the National Plan Championships. Most people either say, my shower is too weak, too strong, or I can't afford it. We're never happy. The one I want. We're never happy. So, and what people really want is they want something that will save time, save money. Uh, saving the environment is very important as well. But above and beyond and all of that, what everybody wants 
is a good experience. So this is what that delivers. It's that. Uh, so when we have, uh, when I was in stores in Tokyo, we literally went and visited it. But they bring the experience alive. So they actually have a little demonstration unit where you can put your hand in and feel. Touch it, feel it, and see what it's like. So, James, is this your company? Your this yeah. is a subset of the of the Japanese company. And then the second question then is: Is this product patent, uh, trademark patented? Yeah. And, and why wouldn't the big players be interested in something like yeah. this? Yeah. So, so three questions there. So three <laughs> questions. Well, first, first and foremost. Uh, the, uh, obviously, the cash flow to run a business like this is substantial. And in the world is so small these days. The first thing I did was I went onto the internet to see what I could find. So I said to uh, the Japanese company, people who buy our product want to know that they're dealing with the real company. So we formed a subsidiary of the Japanese company. Now, it took an awful lot of paperwork, but that meant we had no cash flow issues. Uh, we were able to bring the product in at the uh, best cost and also in the future we even visited the molders our molders are actually happy to ship the mold over here in the long run when the volumes get bigger so we can produce it locally uh, so I think it was very important to be part of the parent company and I have I have a lot of marketing and business development skills which I've been sharing with them and uh, I'm learning an awful lot from technology and when we had all our customers try the product uh, these little extra bits of mould in here they never existed until we got feedback from the Irish market so, so it's it's it's, it's, it's innovation all the time Anna. yeah what what other products have you got that user feel that are going to be coming down the road which is because you know yeah. no company can just survive on just one product or two yeah. it, it, it needs to expand and, and needs yeah. to grow the, the, for, look the clever bit first and foremost is the little plate uh, the holes are 0 0.019 mil and 615 only Japanese people can produce to that quality. And the factory that the plate is made on is actually on a special uh, foundation so that when trucks pass by, they don't vibrate. So it's more than just, it's more than just delivering an environmentally uh, friendly product or kind to the planet. That's, a, that, that's part of what we now have to do. But what sets everything apart is the experience. So what we had to do was look beyond the experience. So it's not people just don't want showers. When you have a shower tomorrow morning, have a look in the tray. And I was stunned when I looked down and saw all the chemicals that were from my soap and shampoo. So picking up on what you said, Simon, the Japanese guys were smart enough to reverse engineer the health benefits of a Japanese spa. And they came up with a shower tablet, which is both soap and shampoo. It's paraben free, sulfate free, odor free, color free. So you're getting clear uh, uh you're getting really healthy and also on top of that you're left with really clean and really soft skin yeah. and you get all the benefits of so going to the spa so you throw that in the shower you literally throw it oh, into I the like shower that, so you unscrew the shower head you pop the thing in and you just shower as I'm going to go I think I'll it's, yeah. you know, it's very, I have a shower yeah. once a year and a bath once every five years <laughs> yeah. so I think I'll I think I'll, you might start doing yeah, it. Start, start cleaning your stuff. I know the smell is. Anyway, Joe, just to, just to complete this experience, we created really soft towels. But one thing that, look, you guys here are looking at this amazing bit of kit. And, it looks like and, a silicon chip yeah. disc. But can like I you just, can't see the holes in it. Yeah, them. Simon, can I just describe this for people listening? So if you imagine the shower plate in your shower was the ceiling in the office, the room, or the car that you're in at the moment. 
A standard shower head has about 50 to 60 jets. Technically speaking, you could walk, dodge the raindrops. A rain shower would have maybe uh, 150 to 250. But this has 615. So when the water's fallen down, you literally can't but get soaked. And one of the other things, uh, Joe, I know you're not a morning person. Um, or a shower person. Or but, a uh, person. Yeah, well, we won't <laughs> go there. But shower, one of the other th- things about the uh, uh, shower lake. head <laughs> is, <laughs> is because it splits the water so fine, it actually, it, technically speaking, it's an ion, a negative ion shower. So you know that sea breeze, the mountain air, the forest air, yeah. the waterfall air. Uh, it actually splits the so so fine. So if you go and Google uh, negative ion showers, negative isn't negative. Oh, it's actually very positive. So it helps increase the energy, clears your mind. So if you wanted to uh, start the day, it's uh, basically have a great shower. Simon. Oh. What do you think? I think we need to go and buy one. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to have a shower. <laughs> yeah. Not together. No, 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 no. Yeah. James, we're coming to the end. Tell me, where, if someone is interested in purchasing this head, where can they go online to purchase it? Or is it in any shops yeah. and the price of it as well? Yeah, look, re- retail will be, we're talking at, we're currently discussing with a number of high-end retailers at department stores. But right now you can go to our online shop. It's www.amane-heavenly-rain.com. And you can see all the details. There's a brilliant explainer video that explains it all in about two minutes flat. And just for you guys yourselves, I've put up a special promotion code for any of your listeners. So all they have to do is key it, go to our website and when you're at the checkout, just type in Amane, A-M-A-N-E hyphen heavenly hyphen rain hyphen 15 and we give you 15% off we're going to be the cleanest um, radio station so it's <laughs> it's the opportunity and obviously if you take up that offer what I would love is if you could come back and share your experience with us so we can share it with other people uh, but also we can learn from all it all about the journey yeah James McCormick it's been great having you on uh, I, you've shared shared showered is yeah. that a pun yeah. shared your your yeah. your knowledge and wisdom with ourselves yeah. and uh, it's great yeah. I love it can, can I can I, can I just finish off and wrap Quickly. it up with Japanese and just to tie in the business side there are three words that I think are really important Kaizen yep. uh, Omoto Nashe and Gambali Masho Kaizen is being open to the constant improvement and change yep. uh, Omoto Nashi is all about customer thinking on the customer's behalf and anticipating them and the big thing that makes a difference between those who do and don't is the word Gambali Masho and Gambali Masho says let's do it and that's the way we finish every meeting our weekly meetings in Japan with Gambali Masho Perfect. so if you, if you have a dream and you want to do it it's up to you to actually take that first step and go and chase your dream Perfect Perfect. And uh, that's, we're going to take a wrap there. We're going to take a break. And if you like your coffee and always wonder what to do with your coffee cup, we have some interesting information afterwards. So until then, we will see you in a few minutes. 93.9 Dublin South FM. You're listening to Joe Dalton on Dublin South FM. Community radio with a global audience. Welcome back. So we... Um, so our next guest is uh, a guy called Jim Collins, and he's going to talk about... We, we talked about showers before the breaks. We're now going to talk about coffee and coffee cups. So Jim Collins from a company called Recup. Welcome, Jim. 
Hi, Thank Jim. You, Simon. How are you? Not too bad, Joe. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. There's one thing. I bumped into Jim at Airfield. He had a stand there. He was just about to launch the product. And it caught my idea, my, you know, my senses and kind of went, that's interesting. Because I'm always worried about my coffee cup and I throw them away and I buy these plastic cups and I go right I'm going to use this plastic cup and bring it into all these different places and what happens with it it ends up rolling around the back of the car or it ends up in the press and I go oh damn and I kind of go okay how do we educate ourselves in a way to get more into recycling but you've gone beyond that and Mm -hmm. you've given you've given us a way out We hope we have. I think you have. We hope we have. So tell us, what is it? Well, Recup, we hope, is the beginning of a journey for a lot of people. It's it's going to be a lot more than a cup. What we're trying to do is change the paradigm of single use to reuse, if we can. Uh, Recup, to begin with, anyway, just a quick description, is a more than a cup. It's a scheme. It's a system. We, which we spent more than 18 months developing. And you might say, why just for around a plastic cup? Number one, it's not just a plastic cup. It has been developed specifically for this purpose in Oxford in the UK, Oxford University. Yeah. Uh, but behind any cup scheme, we travel literally the length and breadth of the world looking at these schemes from Germany to Australia to the US to pick exactly what we believe worked. And the gap that we found was... Whether you have deposit schemes or anything of that nature, you have to have control around the product itself or else you could actually cause a bigger problem than you're trying to it solve. Just, it just fades exactly. away, yeah, yeah. If we just sold plastic cups or gave them out to companies to reuse, we could actually just create a world full of plastic cups instead of paper ones. So what we did was we spent a lot of time and a lot of money Um, to develop a whole technical platform to support it. And what we mean by that is this, we call it the phone in your, uh, the cup in your phone. Because what you do is, as a consumer, you simply download for free uh, an app. And within this app, within this app, um, you basically have a deposit which gives you access to a cup. Go on. Access to a cup within the app. So it's a system. It's a system whereby you simply download an app, you join this for free, it allows you access to any vendor that's in the scheme, access to a cup. Um, And not only that, we hope that we have also created a lot more benefits within the app that will entice people to use it, such as all your loyalty schemes can be within the app. You can order your food in the app. There's a whole stream of technology going on. What we're looking at is there was an idea let me get to sort of an idea of recycling a cup, but it evolved into what else? If if you so, if I have this cup, do I I purchase this cup once off? If I recycle this, I get points. Is that what you're telling us? You'd never actually purchase the cup. Okay, okay. You, you, you never actually have to be out of pocket whatsoever because if you put uh, one euro deposit into the scheme, it allows you access throughout the system. But that one euro deposit is always refundable. Yeah. So you're never out of pocket. It okay. always remains refundable. Um, you haven't bought anything. And the reason that that's important, guys, is otherwise would be classified as a sale. And if you have a sale, you get into VAT, etc., the sector. We have clearance from the revenue, the Irish Revenue Commissioners, etc., that we don't sell anything. The cup always remains our property, so we don't sell. The, okay, so I, I love the concept of it. Why? Why were you the guy that kind of go, 
right, this is a product that I want to help the environment. It, it is an issue. Was it the creative idea? Was it the environmental idea? Why? I have spent over 30 years of my life in the food industry and various aspects, aspects of the food industry. I'm an accountant by profession. So I've worked all over the world and the local companies will be from Kerry Foods to Kraft to Cadbury's to Musgraves. You name it, I've probably been there in some guise or other. Uh, one night I was at the cinema, just cut this really short. Yeah, yeah. So I've seen major developments in the food industry over my 30 years in that, in that, in that area. And we've seen tremendous progress in how food is produced, what's available, its nutritional values, etc., etc., etc. But I was sitting down one evening uh, with my wife in the movies, not about two years ago, and I bought my Coke and my bag of popcorn, and something just dawned on me. And what dawned on me was my grandmother brought me to a movie <laughs> all of probably 40 years ago at this stage, and that's exactly what I did. Yeah. So what actually came into my mind was Although the, what's in these packaging has changed dramatically over my lifetime, how it's delivered to me hasn't changed one iota. Yeah. So packaging has not changed. Um, so that was kind of the key spark in my mind. You know, if I see all the progress we've made, mm-hmm. it is basically the same package in a different guise yeah. that we get today as I did and probably my father did, yeah. if you actually think about it. Mm-hmm. So when I thought of that, I said, Why? Uh, basically, it's why is because it's never been challenged, really. Why has it not been challenged? The other big area when I got into thinking about it is, if you think of climate change or any of the macro issues in the world, you will see that government policy, in my mind, this is a tree like a stool. Any solution in this area has to be. And on one leg, you've got the state or the government or whatever agencies are there. You've also got the manufacturing, retail, the industry, and then you've got the consumer. At the most, I have the three legs on this, to mm. me, climate, yeah. environmental issue stool, if you want to think of it that way. Government at the moment, I must admit, I'm a bit on a high horse on this one, probably take an easy way out because what they do is they promote climate change by really transferring responsibility. Because if you look at it, they, they run media campaigns, PR campaigns, etc., telling us to change our ways. Mm. And that, to me, is putting the responsibility back on me to change, which is very limited. I mean, in the States, if I just take a cup, what can I do? I go out and buy 15, 20 euro for my own cup. That's really what I'm being told to do here. I don't be given any other alternative. If you look at the industry, the industry, trust me, I've been in it so long, will only react. It will never act. And why does it react? It reacts when consumer demand change. But how can it change if you don't have alternative? So these things are all interconnected in my mind. The government will not ruffle feathers of industry for obvious reasons. Cash flow, yeah. It's, well, it's, 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 you know, the status quo is Mm -hmm. what generates quite rightly employment and all the rest of it. So they have to see a system that works. Just to break this down, mm. so so how do vendors benefit from this scheme and how do customers benefit from the scheme? And I, I kind of had a look, but it'd be interesting if you could describe how do yes. vendors benefit and how do customers If benefit? you're a vendor, you've got numerous costs in the present system, yeah. which is obviously your paper cup cost. Yeah. You've got your waste disposal cost and you've got various other costs within your business. And what we try to do within the app is, number one, we 
we've vastly reduced the cost of present cups. Yeah. We uh, also build in things like your loyalty reward schemes. Yeah. If, for instance, you're a cafe, we offer any type of food business. At the moment, they pay exorbitant rates to people like, well, should we say, ordering companies. I don't want to mention names yeah. on there. Everybody knows who they is, where you get your takeaway food. We offer all that facility at vastly reduced rates yeah. to what's out there in market. Um, which allows vendors, for instance, to get pre-orders and pre-payments from their customers, which they cannot afford currently. Um, and obviously, they have the green credentials that goes with this new operation. Yeah. But this thing only works if it pays for the vendor to do it. Yeah. And if it pays for the consumer to do yeah, it. Yeah, because it, there's two things that is flagging with me, right? One is out of sight, out of mind. You know, you, you, you hit that nail on the head. The other one is... Institutes, institutionalized. We are causing the problem because not one person, but a collective of, you know, organizations, governments, unknowingly are causing these issues. If you think of it this way, the three legs on the stool, think of it this way. If you treat, picture, I'm kind of mechanical or mathematical, but if you, if you think of three cogs, you know, mm-hmm. you imagine these three cogs, mm-hmm. and they're individually at the moment spinning wildly around on their own, really. Yeah. One being a consumer, one being the industry, one being government. It's not intentional. What's really where we're trying to reposition Recup is probably way beyond cups, to be perfectly honest. We want to produce a system or structure that is the middle of those three cogs going in one direction that they're linked into so that we can force the three players to all go in the same direction. In other words, I don't know how I visualise that yeah, one in no, the chart. Yeah, that's, yeah, but, that's good, that's good. Yeah. Um, it's like a small central cog. We're the central the three, cog yeah. that the other tree drives yeah. the other tree in a direction because one facilitates the other. If you see, if they're in the, if, if they have a central cog to, should we say, have connectivity too. Um, At the moment, we want to do that. We're facilitating the the vendor, as I say, by cost, etc. And, you know, it's it's, it's a cost-effective option for these guys. For the consumer, because it gives gives convenience, it gives availability, it gives ease of use, and it's totally free. And for government, it gives the option that there's a structure there to basically hang their coat onto, which they don't have at the moment. So my question then is, how is it developing and how is it working now that it's out to market? It's only out to market in the last three weeks. We've yeah. been signing up every day since then, practically. Yeah. Um, luckily, we are getting supported by... I'm in Dunleary here, or Dundrum. Dunleary Ratdown County Council Which have is, got yeah, behind yeah, that scheme. Big listeners here. Uh, so there you go. The, 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 those guys have come on board. In saying that, other local authorities are slow to come on board. Probably, you know, new... It's difficult to change. Yeah. You know, if anything is new, it's, well. it's, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. So we're probably kind of the litmus test of how this is going to work in this area, mm. literally in this this, this geographic mm. area, I mean. Okay, so the bigger picture, anywhere we go, we won't be buying one of these as I'm shown a, a, a normal coffee cup. We will be getting one of these and we'll... What happens? Will I? Will people just throw these in the bin? Or Even will if, they? Well, I, you will lose your deposit if you did that and be yeah. exiled from the from the scheme. But that which would have downsides for you. We hope the scheme is so attractive. We trial this, and we actually have, you have one to of the care about it to, for it to work yeah. correctly. And if you're a member of the scheme, this is why if you just sell a cup to some organisation to give out to their staff or give out to their customers yeah. to reuse, it be, that is an issue. I'd say the but if you have buy, buy in to the app membership, yeah. 
and the benefits way beyond the use of your cup. Your cup is just a symbol that you're in this movement, if you like. It's a movement. It's a total movement. We see this beyond I would say the younger generations and universities would be good markets for this. Oh, terrific. We've already been in conversations with, again, I can't say anything. It'll be New Year before we can make announcements. It's it's interesting because I, I just did a TED Talk there, a TEDx Talk there last week. And we had, we were the adults, but there was the younger generation Mm. as well. The younger generation were really talking about environment and what's going on. Where we were talking about, you know, thoughts and life and life experience and achievements. Mm. They Mm. were talking about the environment. Mm. So it's, it's, it's getting the kids, you know, the schools, the colleges, the education. But but you're so right. It's not just a cup. This can evolve into... When you're in your local supermarket and you're purchasing something in there and everything as well. It's a platform. It's It's a a platform. platform. Yeah, it is. We've about two minutes left. So I want to really hit home here is where can people sign up? Do you know, where can people sign up and make this happen? From a consumer perspective you can sign up it's, it's an actual app you simply download the app from it's Recup R-I-C-U-P the app on iTunes or Google Store or Google Play any of the normal yeah. shall we say outlets for downloading apps it's there it's all free to do so you simply log on to Google and go to Google Play or if you're an Apple user you use your yep. iTunes and you know your okay. iStore and give us it because we're running out of time so and that's give us it. it you just download and if people want to and if you want to use your it, cup if people want to invest in this as in a company want to get in touch with you it's www.ricup.ie perfect perfect Simon that's what's great. your plans for next week uh, busy week a couple of training things but otherwise spend a bit of time with my family and enjoy life enjoy life and myself yes another crazy week and as everyone knows I'm running a mastermind at the end of November for business leaders and uh, advisors and if you want to catch that it's jdc.ie and that's on every couple of weeks and also myself and Denise Devlin have put a business training day together which is called the Conscious Business Academy and you can check that out online as well to next week guys have a super super weekend Uh, some great guests on today and we'll have all the links up on our site so see us next Friday Business Eye Broadcasting to South Dublin on 93.9 This is Dublin South FM